0: i will tell you right now, I am a blessed man. I am a very blessed man. Uh, I have a beautiful family. I have a, a wonderful family. I, I have more stuff than I could ever know what to do. I have more stuff than my house can hold. Uh, I have uh, many, many blessings and, and so much stuff that I, t- I take for granted. I, I don't know about you, but I, I know that there's blessings in my life that I take for granted. And I am a very blessed man. And we as a nation are a very blessed country. We are a very blessed people to live in America, where we can go and vote this week for, and choose our leaders. Uh, we have that freedom. We have the freedom to come together on a Sunday morning like today and to worship God uh, and uh, sing songs of praise and to hear a message, uh, to uh, have a warm, comfortable building. We are a blessed people. We are a blessed country. And uh, when I consider the statistics of the rest of the world, I, I know that I am extremely blessed. And I imagine that you are too. I want to share some statistics with you uh, about world poverty. Uh, The first is that uh, about half of the world's population lives on less than $2.50 a day. Less than $2.50 a day, half of the world's population. 700 million people live on less than $1.90 a day. $1.90. When I take my son to McDonald's for a Happy Meal, it costs twice that. What some people live on in a day. According to UNICEF, some 22,000 kids die every day because of poverty. Every day, 22,000 kids die across the world because of poverty. There are an estimated 2.2 billion children in the world and roughly half of them live in poverty. That's 1.1 billion children live in poverty. In 1998, get this, this will blow your mind, okay? In 1998, by 18 years ago, Americans and Europeans spent 17 billion dollars on pet food, on pet food. 17 billion dollars. That same year, about 9 billion dollars was spent globally to provide clean water and sanitation around the world for people who don't have it. So we spent a little little more than half of what we spent what What the United States and Europe spend on pet food, we spend a little more than half of that on clean water and sanitation for people living in poverty. More than 750 million people have no access to clean water around the world. More than 750 million people and 1.6 billion people live without electricity. Think about electricity for just a minute. How nice is electricity? 1.6 billion people don't have it. Um, so the question is then, who is truly wealthy in our world? And according to an uh, organization that brings awareness to income inequality around the world and global poverty, uh, income over $32,400 per year qualifies as being in the top 1% in the world. That if you make $32,400 a year, that is in the top 1% of incomes in the world. That's twenty seven hundred dollars a month or six hundred twenty three dollars a week if you make six hundred twenty three dollars a week you make more than ninety nine percent of the world when it comes to income that's not wealth but that's income ninety nine percent of the world makes less than you if you make six hundred twenty three dollars a week we are incredibly blessed are we not We are a blessed nation. We are a blessed people. Our nation has freedom. Like I said, freedom to worship, freedom of speech. A lot of places don't have that. You speak your mind and you end up before a firing squad. We have the freedom to elect our leaders, the freedom to vote. You know, think about these things for just a minute. Uh, Think about electricity. 1.6 billion people on the planet don't have electricity. Think about how much electricity has changed our lives. Uh, for example, you can go to your house uh, and you can go to a box in your house and open that box and there's food inside. It's called a refrigerator. Or you can go to your pantry. I've gone to my pantry before. And I walk, I look through my pantry and there's 14 cans of c- chunky soup in there. And I look through my pantry and I look at them, and I go, I got nothing to eat. My pantry's full. My fridge. I I will go to the fridge three times. Nothing to eat. Nope. Go to the freezer. Nope. McDonald's. It is. Right. I. I'm the only one. Right. I'm the only one. None of you have ever been have gone in the last week to your fridge and go, man. There's nothing to eat in here. Indoor plumbing think about that blessing for just a minute no more running across a cold field, a snowy field in the middle of the night to run to the outhouse being able to go up to your tap and just turn on the water and unless you live in Flint, Michigan you can drink what comes out of it what a terrible situation that is you can just go up to your tap and drink water, clean water we are blessed people We are blessed, my friends. We are a blessed nation. We're a blessed church. As churches go, let me tell you one of the blessings that we have as a church. And that is, we have no debt. We have no debt. Do you know how many churches would would just love to have no debt? Churches that are in debt up to their eyeballs? We have none. We're blessed as a church family. We have no debt. That's awesome. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, we, we have a warm, comfortable building to worship in every week. We come here every week, and the, the chairs are soft and comfortable. The lights are on. The music's rocking. The uh, temperature is, well, depending on your temp- your internal core temperature. For some of you, it's too hot in here now. For some of you, it's not warm enough. In the summertime, it's too cold for everybody, you know, but, except me. <laughs> and I'm the only one that matters. Um, no 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 but we have a warm comfortable building we have a we have a loving church family we have the freedom to assemble and worship we are a blessed church we are a very blessed church and and so the question i have for us today is what are we using our blessings for Are, are we are we blessing the poor or are we oppressing the poor And you may think to yourself, wait a minute, I'm not oppressing anyone. I am poor. I live paycheck to paycheck. I'm barely scraping by. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we do barely scrape by. And the question I have for myself is, how many times is that of my own doing when I'd rather go hit McDonald's than eat the 14 cans of chunky soup in my pantry? It's my own doing. It's my own fault. not saying it's your fault. But I know in many instances in my life, it's my own fault. So my question for you today is, are you blessing the poor with your wealth, or are you oppressing the poor with your wealth? And today we're going to continue in our series on the book of James. And we're going to take a look at James chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. If you brought your Bible, great. Pull it out. And uh, let's look at James 5, 1 through 6. If you didn't bring your Bible, you can grab one out of the chair in front of you. It looks like this. It's on page 856. If you're not familiar with the Bible, it's okay. Uh, Page 856 of the Bible in the chair in front of you. And uh, we're going to take a look at at blessing the poor with our wealth. Now before we read James 5, 5, 1 through 6, I want to read the verse immediately prior to it. It's a verse we looked at last week. It's James 4, 17. And James wrote, Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, what? Sins. Anyone who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, sins. And then he goes into a passage that talks about a warning to rich oppressors. Now listen, you rich people, weep and wail because of the misery that is coming upon you. Your wealth has rotted and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. Look, The wages you failed to pay the workmen who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered innocent men who were not opposing you. Sound familiar? Hmm. You know, in those days, uh, roughly uh, 90% of people lived in a rural setting. They, only 10% of people lived in cities. Uh, today, in, in 2016, more people live in cities than live in agricultural areas, more in rural areas. But in those days, about 90% of people lived in rural areas. They lived on, on farms, and you had wealthy landowners who had lots and lots of land, and they would hire people to come and work in their fields. And the problem was that they weren't paying them. Uh, in, in those days that it was expected that if you did a day's work, you would get it paid at the end of the day. You would get a day's wage for a day's work, and you'd get paid at the end of the day. And sometimes they didn't pay their workers at the end of the day, and that left their families hungry. Because what you would do is you would get your paycheck, you'd get the money that you earned, and you'd go and you'd buy bread and you'd buy food for your family go home and eat. And they'd have food for the next day until you got paid again. So it was all done on a daily basis. And the workmen weren't getting paid by the wealthy landowners. They were being oppressed by them because they were being neglected by them. The wealthy were neglecting the poor. Sound familiar? And James says that you who are wealthy and blessed, well, your, your clothes are rotting, your gold and silver are corroding, which is funny because gold and silver don't corrode. They may tarnish, but they don't corrode. But in God's eyes, it's corroding. And their corrosion testifies against you, he says. That there is punishment coming for the wealthy who neglect the poor. If there's something you can do and you choose not to do anything about it, if you know the good you ought to do, James says, 4.17, if you know the good you ought to do and you fail to do it or you refuse to do it, you're sinning. You are sinning against the poor and against God because God has a heart for the poor Jesus had a heart for the poor Jesus wants us to use the blessings that we have to bless others who are in need it's in the book of Matthew in, in The Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Jesus said, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where is your heart, my friends? Where is your heart today? Are you storing up for yourselves those treasures on earth? Or are you storing up treasures in heaven by investing in God's kingdom, by blessing others with the blessings he's provided? Where is your heart? For too, for too many of us, it's more like First Timothy 6.10. It says this, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and have pierced themselves with many griefs. We're a nation that loves money, aren't we? We're money-hungry. We're money-loving. And we want, we want, we want, we want. I read a statistic last year. Americans were planning on spending $830 on Christmas. On average, Americans were going to spend $830 to buy stuff for people who have everything. And yet we ignore and neglect Those who have nothing. I'm going to show you a video here in just a second. As we ask this question once again, are you blessing the poor with your wealth or are you oppressing the poor with your wealth? And like I said, you may think, I'm not oppressing anybody. Neglecting the poor is the same as oppressing the poor. So I want you to check out this video. It's from an organization called Life Water. And then I'm going to issue a challenge in just a few minutes. So check this out.
1: When you go into a community right now, where work has not happened, you find that women and children are walking long distances. They're walking to water sources that are dirty and contaminated. So a 20 liter jerry can weighs more than 40 pounds. So if you can imagine carrying 40 pounds of dirty water so that your family can have some water, then that water is making their children sick. So you combine all of these things and you find families and communities that are not as productive as they could be. You find children who are missing school because they're sick or because they're gathering water. When we go into an area, we don't do water alone. We do water, sanitation, hygiene. When you take these things together, we call it a WASH program. This begins with behavior change transformation. So we're working with sanitation and hygiene and water at the beginning, and helping a community to understand how these things are linked to their health. After a while, we then begin to work on building latrines with the community. I have tippy tap, I have latrine. If I
0: go in the toilet for defecate. I came out and washed my hand with soap.
1: After that point in time, we identify the locations where clean water is still needed. One of the interesting things with drilling is that it takes dirty water to make clean water. So as the drillers are gathered around the drill, they're doing their work, and the community is doing the work behind them that makes that possible. And then later on, what you begin to see is you see this dirty water come out of the well as they develop the well, and the water becomes clean. At Life Water, we believe that the spiritual and the physical are absolutely interconnected. We believe that Jesus came to minister to people's hearts and also to their bodies. And some of the testimonies we hear back are absolutely phenomenal. I remember one woman telling me that for the first time she understood that God cared about her because God cared about who she was and how she was taking care of her family. The gospel became practical. We believe. If you're drinking good water, we should not only be concerned about your, your, your physical uh, life, we should also be concerned about your spiritual life. My life is changes. If I compare the year back, we need to prepare our water very clean.
0: We don't want any disease to come upon with us. My challenge for us today is to partner with this organization called Life Water. And I want to dig a well in Ethiopia. You see, there are kids living in poverty. There are kids who are dying in Africa because they don't have clean water. And so they have diseases like dysentery and cholera. And they end up with diseases that that you've seen the, the distended bellies on children in Africa. And what happens is, is that they go to the witch doctor and the witch doctor will do his thing over them and then will take a razor blade and cut their bellies open. See, that's happening in our world. But an organization like Lifewater will take not only water, it will go and dig wells for water, but they will also tell people about Jesus as part of their plan, as part of their mission. It's been around since 1977. And they've been digging wells in Africa, in Uganda, in Ethiopia, and in Cambodia since that time. And I want to dig a well. I want to use the blessings that we have to dig a well in Ethiopia. I talked to some folks at Lifewater this week, and I'm really excited. God laid this on my heart, and I feel so convicted about the need to do this, that we as a, as a church can do this. And like I said, God laid it on my heart, and I believe that He has a, he's going to do something amazing through our church when we do this together. And so I have a challenge for us today, and that is to dig a well. And it is not cheap. I'll tell you right now, it's not cheap to dig a well in Ethiopia. It's $6,000. And you may think, that's a lot of money. or may, Some of you may think, that's it's a lot less than I thought it would be. You keep thinking that. Um, but I want to dig a well. Because I want to change lives for Jesus what i want to do that's why i've given my life to this because i want to change lives for jesus and i think that we can do this and so as i i have a pledge card up here and we're going to hand those out in just a minute i need some teenagers to come up here in just a moment I'm going to have you hand out pledge cards and and on the pledge card there's two options okay we give you two options today because we not only do i want to build a well in ethiopia but we also need to take care of people in our church family too and coming up on november 19th at our thanksgiving dinner we're going to have a special offering taken up uh to replenish our benevolence fund we spent everything in our benevolence fund for the year and so we're going to take up a special offering on november 19th to replenish that fund and take us into next year and so on this pledge card, there are two different things you can choose. You, can cho- you don't have to fill it out at all. You don't have to give anything at all. Uh, or if you want to choose to give toward life water and, and, and to the well, uh, you can do that. Or if you want to give to the Benevolence Fund, you can pledge uh, an amount on here for that. Or if you want to give to both, hey, give to both. That's awesome. The way I see it, there's about 100 families in our church or so, right around 100 families. And if you divide 6000 by 100 families, that's $60 a family. And if we do this between now and Christmas, that's eight weeks. That's $7.50 a week. If you can sacrifice $7.50 a week over and above your regular offerings, $7, that's two lattes at Starbucks. Or that's a, that's a Big Mac meal or a quarter-pound meal at McDonald's. Can, some of us can afford to give up a quarter-pounder at McDonald's every week. Amen? So if you can give up two lattes or if you can give up a quarter pounder meal supersized quarter pounder meal you can help dig a well in Ethiopia and we can do this amen so I need some teenagers come on up I need you to hand these out thanks Donovan thanks Donovan's friend thanks Vera would you help make sure everybody gets one of these thanks Peter just want to make sure everyone gets one and again You know what, you don't, like I said, you don't have to fill it out. You don't have to. You can fill out, or you can choose to do what you want. Some of you may be saying, you know what, I, I," thank you. Uh, You may be saying, you know what, I don't have 60 bucks that I can sacrifice over the next, $30, whatever you want to give, because we're going to dig a well in Ethiopia. We're going to change lives. We are going to make a difference, and not just in this life, not just to provide, because let's face it, you know, we're going to spend seven eight nine hundred dollars or more on christmas gifts for people who have everything when we could give just a portion of that to people who have nothing and i want you to know right now i have my check right here you don't have to you don't have to do this today if you want to do a pledge or if you've got your checkbook and you want to give your checkbook we call this our hope chest and we want to give hope to people today you guys need some more that's awesome (laughs) but i got my check right here with my pledge card inside and so if you want to write a check today, you can do that. Or if you want to write a pledge out and, and you're going to give it over the next eight weeks, that's awesome. And next week we're going to have a well up on the wall and we're going to show you how, how much we pledged, how much was pledged, and how much was given. And we're going to fill that well in every week until we fill it up. We've got eight weeks and we can do this. LifeWater is fully accredited uh, by the Evangelical Council on Financial, uh, the ECFA. It's a a financial accountability organization. Thank you, and they're fully accredited and fully accountable with their finances. Like I said, they've been doing this for almost forty years, and we're going to partner with them to do this. And so, in just a second, we're going to play a song. As you look at that card, as you think about uh, what you can, or what you can, or what you can give today, or what you can give over the next eight weeks, and when we play this song, I want you to come up, and I want you to put your pledge card or whatever you want to throw in this. In this hope chest today. Uh, if you want to give a check or cash or whatever you got, use the envelope in the chair in front of you, uh, one of those white envelopes, and just write on it life water or write on it benevolence. Um, and uh, we just encourage you to, and, and, and all things, you got to pray for this. You got to pray about it. I've been praying about this with trembling hands for two days because uh, I'm terrified, <laughs> you know, but I know that my God, my God is able. And, and powerful, and mighty, and majestic, and awesome, and he does awesome things. Amen? Amen. My God does awesome things, and he's going to use a church in Griffith, Indiana to dig a well in Ethiopia, so the kids don't have to walk three miles to find clean water, or semi-clean water, and then walk three miles back with a 40-pound uh, uh, tub of water on their head. He is going to use us to dig a well in a village so those kids can go to school. Because, see, they miss school because of their diseases. They miss school because they got to go fetch water. And we're going to change a village forever through our generosity and by using the blessings God has given us to bless others and not to oppress others. You guys are awesome. I. When I started researching this group This Life Water and, and what we could do When I started researching poverty And and, and the poor uh, My heart was broken And I thought uh, we have got to do something And I know we can And so I thank you for your willingness To give today And, 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 and to consider it Just to even consider it That we can make a difference And my prayer is that you know that God is working through GFCC to make a difference in your life that God is working through our church to make a difference in you and to help you follow Jesus better and so we're going to sing our song of invitation in just a few moments and if you've made the decision that you want to follow Jesus and you want to get baptized you can do that today we have warm water and warm clothes and we'll be glad for you to come forward and be baptized today Or if you want to join our church family or you want to learn more about baptism, we have a membership class coming up next week, next Wednesday night, the 16th at 6.30. We encourage you to sign up for that today and come join us. We'll have child care available too uh, for the membership class. We'd love for you to join us for that and learn more about what we believe in the direction that we're going here at GFCC. Or if you need to pray together this morning, we're going to invite you. If you want to pray about something, I invite you to come forward and we'll pray together at this time. And uh, I want to thank you so much again for, for your willingness to partner with us, to partner with LifeWater, uh, and to give toward our Benevolence Fund or give toward LifeWater or give to both. Or, 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 Most importantly, what we need you to do is pray for this effort because we're going to make a difference, right? We're going to change the world, and it happens one person at a time.